right, guys, it is 6.45, and I am going to get started. Hey there, who just joined me? Hi, Cygnus, me again, super one again. <laughs> All right, there you go, you're on a roll. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great, hun, how are you doing? Are you getting excited about turkey? Oh my gosh, I'm, yeah, I'm a little overwhelmed, I'm, but I'm very excited. I'm, I'm working, working on all the last minute preparations and I had, um, I ordered some Turkish money through the bank so that I could take it with me yes. and that came in the mail today and I'm like, woo! <laughs> oh, exciting. <laughs> so, yes. Who else just joined us? Good evening, Cigna. It's Peter. Hey there, Peter. How's your foot doing? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I, I haven't had any pain on it for over a week, and it hurts today. But oh, no. That, it's good. <laughs> That's <Who knows>? terrible. <laughs> I mean, I know I can be a pain, but uh, not my foot. <laughs> oh, goodness. So how's the weather up in New England? Did you get the warm weather that we had today? Yeah, and uh, it's going to cool off a little bit, maybe about 10 or 15 degrees tomorrow and Saturday, and then be up in the 50s for the next uh, almost two weeks. Well, I'll tell you, I don't know what it reached up there, but we we almost hit 70. Yeah, we were pretty close. Uh-huh. So amazing, amazing. Yeah. All right. Um, well, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for joining me. Very excited. Hi, Peter. Helen here in Wellington. So, all righty. Um, well, before I get going, um, I, I have to admit I'm a little, um, I'm a little preoccupied tonight. I've I've been working on putting together the next adventure, the one that's going to follow Turkey. And um, I, I only made the decision a couple of days ago that I wanted to do something in June. And so I started putting out my feelers, you know, a couple of days ago and sending out some letters and um, getting some information about the area that I wanted to go. And I, I got, got a telephone call today with somebody who offered me an opportunity. Um, so it's it's kind of looking like my June adventure is is almost in the bag as well, and I'm <laughs> like sitting wow. here going, "What is going on? This is just, <laughs> it's amazing and it's blowing me away. I just can't get over it." How exciting! That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm not going to release any details yet. But you guys should be waiting because there may be another <laughs> another announcement of an adventure on the in the in the near future here. Cool. But all right, um, how have you guys been doing as far as all of the information that you've been learning in the webinar? I know it's kind of been um, hit or miss as far as getting onto all the phone calls and everything but um, how are you guys doing how are you feeling with it um where where are you right now <laughs> well, go on peter you go first 
I feel like I need to, you know, go over things again. I feel like I'm digesting it. Um, there's a lot to learn. Some of it isn't so intuitive for me. Um, so I'm, you know, really having to, to work through it. But I'm looking forward to uh, your, the document you're going to give us and um, being able to pour over it. Thank you so much. This has been great. Good, good. Yeah, I figured, you know, it's always difficult. There's, there's a learning curve involved. Um, so I'm hoping that the ebook that I put together for you guys is, um, you know, that I will have everything outlined in a, in an organized manner, so that you can just go back through it and refresh your memory about everything that we talked about, and and what the pages are and how they need to be implemented. So. That will be the goal of the ebook. Um, yeah, for me, it's it's kind of um, quite a lot of it. It's a recap, a reminder um, about sort of what we need to be doing. And for me, one of my downfalls is consistency. Um, but it's interesting because, like you say, your um, with your adventures that come out, I keep getting reminders, emails, and things about being consistent so it's interesting that i'm getting messages to say keep being consistent but yes it's it's so valuable to the stuff you're giving us it's just fantastic so um and you work so hard so it's just wonderful good good all right well i think it's just the three of us on here tonight i don't think anybody else has joined us um so i'm just going to move move on forward um, what we are talking about tonight is making offers and converting traffic. So the people who come to your blog or your website or your Squidoo page, um, you know, part of, part of what we wanted to do all along and part of what we all know we need to do is to not only build an audience and build a following, but we need to be converting these people into, um, at the very least, uh, you know, members of one of our lists so that we can be sending them information on a regular basis and staying in touch with them. Um, but obviously the, the ultimate goal is to be converting them to customers. Um, and you know, there's a process involved in that. Uh, you know, and what we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks is how do we build a relationship with them so that they will want to be our customers? You know, how do we get them to know, like, and trust us so that when we make an offer to them, they are either one, um, interested and willing to convert, you know, they're, they're ready. They're not just getting ready, they're ready for what we've got. And two, that even if they aren't ready for the offer that we're making, at the very least, it doesn't scare them away or drive them away. And um, that is a potential issue. 
Um, and I'm sure all of you have been on websites or been part of a mailing list where it just drove you nuts. You know, originally you found information that was valuable or that you at least had an interest in, and then all of a sudden you're, you're getting bombarded with these, you know, these offers, buy this, buy that, do this and your life is going to be better, do that and you're going to make a million bucks. You know, and, and after a while, even if the information has a little bit of value, you, you begin to shut down and you begin to ignore it because it's either not what you want or it's not presented in a way that is inviting to you or it doesn't have any value or it's just too much. You're getting it all the time. And it's a, it's a really unfortunate thing that... Um, well-intentioned marketers, okay, of which we are, each one of us, we, we have the best of intentions. We, we truly want to help the people that we are connecting with. But that doesn't mean that we're not driving them nuts. <laughs> Well-intentioned marketers very often have tactics that they're utilizing um, that drive those prospects away. And we don't want to be one of those marketers. I mean, that obviously doesn't make any sense at all, and we intuitively know that. But the, but the problem is, is that most of us are modeling our activities um, around what we see other marketers doing or around some um, misinformed mental image of what we should be doing as a marketer. If you can get it out of your head that you're making a sale, and put it into your head that you're building relationships and offering value, it will get you a lot further in your marketing than anything else that you do. One of my very favorite examples, um, and I don't know if, I know this that this website is available outside of the U.S. I don't know if the publication is available outside of the U.S. But the website is one of the links that I just sent to Skype chat, and that's consumerreports.org. Um, back before I had gotten heavily involved in internet marketing. I, I was strictly focused on print marketing. And Consumer Reports always mailed out like this 20-page, um, I don't know, it wasn't a brochure. It was like a little booklet. It was like a mini, a mini magazine or a, you know, a, a, a newspaper kind of a thing, a newsletter. And in it, it had all these little tiny articles and interesting facts 
Um, and the one that I'm thinking specifically was the Consumer Reports Health, I think it was Health and Wellness was the name of the bulletin. And in it, it had all these interesting facts about um, your health or about supplements that you're taking and, um, you know, how they, uh, how they were beneficial for specific um, health issues and um, information on nutrition and, you know, specific food items. And it was just like this, this kind of bonanza of all of these little interesting tidbits. And it was, it always, see, I had been working as a personal trainer and a wellness consultant for years. And I loved these reports because it gave me information that I could look up and then, you know, I could pass along the information to my clients. But the intention of that bulletin was not necessarily to provide a lot of information. It was actually designed to get people to subscribe to Consumer Reports. And it did a really great job because what it would say is um, there's a new acne treatment out called whatever it was called. And this is how it works. And it, you know, we kind of get into the nitty gritty of how it worked and who it was right for. And then at the bottom of that little, little blurb, it would say, learn more on page 41 of the November Consumer Reports Bulletin. Subscribe today. So it, it gave you information that was useful, but it, it was kind of like a teaser. You know, it didn't give you so much that you had all the information you wanted, but it gave you enough to know you wanted to know more and then it promised to give you all the information you wanted if you would just subscribe to Consumer Reports. Now, they do this on their website as well. And if you have your Skype open right now, you can actually go on to our, um, our webinar Skype chat group. And on it, you can click on the link in there, which is actually for, I, I didn't, anything specific I just kind of grabbed the first one that was there and it was on uh, acne treatment um, but this do you guys have the ability to look at that right now or are you going to have to wait until we're done hello yes Hi. I have I was <laughs> muted sorry yeah. I'm muted I just unmuted oh, sure okay well, if you have the ability to look at that, why don't you go ahead and bring it up? Because it's a perfect example of what we're going to be talking about tonight. Say it again. Say the, web, the URL it's, again. Um, it's consumerreports.org. And... Um, I just sent it to Deb on Skype. Okay, terrific. Thank you, Peter. Oh, okay. yeah. It's got a yeah. It's a long URL, so I was like going. Eh. <laughs> I didn't know if I'd be able to tell you it, but okay. So guys, just yank that up and take a look at it. 
Um, oh, the second. Um, oh, okay. I only looked at the first. Um, oh, the first one. Is my, yeah, my, yeah, my piddly Sorry. little example that I put together like a half hour ago. So, but we'll get to that one next. But let's take a look at the split on consumerreports.org. And pretty much every page on their website is built exactly the same way. So it doesn't matter if you're looking at this one or another one. It's, it's going to give you the outline of what you need to be doing. So over the last couple of weeks, well, let's see, the second week that we were together, what we had discussed was creating valuable content. And what I want you to understand is that what we did in that webinar session is exactly what you need to be doing when you're actually creating a specific offer designed to convert traffic. So if you look at this web page, what is it? It's not an advertisement, is it? It's not an advertisement for consumer reports. It's not an advertisement for acne treatments. What it is, is valuable information that somebody who's dealing with acne might want. It, you know, it's, it's informational. It's... Um, it's somewhat educational. Um, it provides a lot of resources and um, information that would get somebody started on figuring out how to deal with their acne. But if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page, there's something very specific at the bottom in bold black letters. And it says, for complete ratings and recommendations on appliances, cars, trucks, electronic gear, and more, subscribe today and have access to all of consumerreports.org. That's the call to action right there at the bottom. That is what they want you to do. They've given you all this great information, and you've read through it, and you're going all the way down to the bottom. Now, obviously, if your specific audience isn't interested in, in acne treatments, they're not going to read to the bottom. But that's okay because that's not your market. The market for this specific article is people with acne issues. So your content obviously needs to address an issue that your specific market is dealing with. And at the very bottom, or even somewhere in the middle, or even at the top, you're going to put into your call to action. That's your offer. That little bitty call to action down there on the bottom, that is the offer. And it's that offer that converts traffic. 
And I, I, I don't know how to stress enough that your offer is not a pitch. You're not trying to convince somebody to buy something. Your offer follows valuable information that either informs, educates, or entertains. And it's specifically related to what you have to offer. So if we took this format and we used it, let's, let's say that we were using this format um, to offer the Life Paths Unlimited business opportunity. How might we design this um, for somebody who was looking for a, let's get really targeted and say that we, we want to design it for somebody who's looking for um, a way to start their own business in personal development. Okay, so we're going to get really focused. It isn't just anybody. It isn't just anybody who wants to start a business either. It's somebody who wants to start a business in personal development. Um, we could, oh, now here's another thing that just popped into my head. It could also be designed like what Brian and Ron Swan do. It could be designed for somebody who's interested in building a specific lifestyle. And Deb, you wrote that great article on, um, oh, and I can't remember his name now, but the staircase that you guys had gone and looked at. And, and I'm thinking of that as well as being um, something that would work, you know, in, in a format like this. And in fact, you, you created already a format like this. But what the content does is it addresses a specific desire or a specific need or a specific problem in an informing, an educating, or an entertaining manner. Guys, this is oh, exactly. Hey, yeah. Signa, um, I actually think that that website looks. That I wouldn't read that article on that website personally. Okay, and um, too too many words. It's just not that. It's too many words. I it, and it's yeah. It's like um, yeah. I don't know. I think in my humble opinion, um, I just. I can't read very well on the computer and so if I saw an article, when I see articles like this, like that, that long article, um, I read the first, well I'm not lucky to go through the first paragraph, I just scan it and, um, and move on okay. <laughs> to the next Google, the next jump. You know, if I've Googled something to find something out and I come across a, a page like this um, in my search, I won't read it honestly. Okay. And then that's, that's too hard to great. read on the computer. 
Yeah, and that's a great point. A lot of people don't. And one of one of the issues with working on the internet is that people don't read. They scan. They go to bullet points. Exactly what you're talking about doing. So your articles don't need to be long. And and we had kind of talked about that before when we were talking about creating valuable content. It needs to catch their attention. It needs to get to the point, and it needs to be concise. So in this case, what, what I'm suggesting is not necessarily that your offer needs to be long like this, but that the format includes providing valuable information that they're looking for, and it's followed up with a call to action that makes the conversion. And now I have another question for you, Deb. If you were looking for, uh, if you were doing some research about a specific issue, would you be more inclined in, in, under those circumstances to read more on a website than under normal circumstances if you were actually doing some specific research would that make a difference um, yeah I mean I, I do a lot of um, I read I, I'm always searching for content and for information and for some for good articles and and stuff that I can um, repurpose myself and um, and, but I, all, I just find the articles that are as, as long like this, and I just think that's a little bit, it looks a little bit um, daunting to, you know, um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I would read the first couple of paragraphs and scan it and then decide whether I'd read the whole lot. Okay. All right, and that's a perfectly great point. Um, and it and it does it does drive home the issue that we talked about before, and that is more is not better. Better is better. No, and then that's the thing. I just I disagree <laughs> with you saying that more is better because to me, like I look at this and I scroll down, and it's like there's a picture of a woman better than a sweater. What what's better than a sweater? Acne treatment that doesn't have any relationship to the article to me. So I'd sort of that 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 credibility um, reading this article, I would think, what are they talking about? Uh, excellent point. I don't know what they're talking about. You know, like it doesn't look, to me, better than a sweater doesn't, um, doesn't help me treat, you're not going to wear a sweater over your face for Christ's sake, you know. I mean, sorry, but you're not. You'd wear a hat or you'd um, maybe wear a scarf, but you wouldn't wear a sweater. I wouldn't wear a sweater <laughs> over my zits. <laughs> you know, so that's a, that's a credibility issue as well. With, to me, that I would, I, that, that, they, it lost a lot of credibility when I saw that photo on, on the actual article. Now, if you can take that same analytical mind, okay, that you just approached this web page with, and you can apply that to the web pages that you design. Can I speak up here a minute, please? 
Yes. It's Helen here. Just as interesting when Deb said that, because for me, and I think it's very much if this relates to you, and for me, this relates to me because I've got teenagers who are, have problems with spots. And so for me, it's kind of, like, oh, yes, great content. Mm-hmm. I'll show my son this. Whereas I can see, I can see where you're coming from, Deb. There's no video here. There's nothing to break it up. But for me... No, 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 Helen. No, 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 no. It doesn't need to have a video to break it up. It, what it, to me, it, it just, um, the content needs to um, flow a little bit better than what this content does. And as I say, there is a picture and the picture doesn't relate. Yes. I don't relate to that picture. Well, I can, again, so that, I can see that, that because basically... Instead of if she's got spots, she's covering it up with a jumper. So I can. Yeah, but I can. But again, but again, again, now, again ladies, ladies let me let me ch- jump in here because I want to I want to make a point before we before we get too far off off the topic. Sure. And and the point is is that your target audience is going to be if 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 you are the target audience for this web page, yeah. you will find value in it and you will read it to the bottom. Or at the very least, you will look for more information on this website related to your issue. If you are not the target market, you're going to be far less inclined to see any value in it at all. And that is incredibly important to remember. Yes. When you are designing the content and the offers on your website, if you do not have a good idea of who your target market is, who your target audience is, who the specific reader is, you're you're going to get a response like the one that we just heard from Deb. They're going to come to it. They're going to maybe read the first paragraph. They're going to look at the picture. They're going to look at the caption under the picture. And within three seconds, they are going to determine whether this page has what they're looking for or not. Okay, three seconds yep. is what you have. And Deb, you, you illustrated for us exactly what happens when there isn't something there that's of value to you. And you very clearly identified what it was. And it was really interesting that you identified that picture in the caption as as being a credibility breaker for you. And yet Helen mm-hmm. recognizes that there's some information here that could be of value to her and and she rated she rated the value of this page completely different. She identified with that picture. She identified with a caption, and she would be much more inclined to read down through it. So the point that I'm trying to make is that when you 
are creating this content for your visitors, you absolutely have got to be thinking as if you are a visitor yourself. Does, does the picture that you've used at the beginning catch their attention? Does it illustrate the issue that you're going to be talking about or the message that you're going to be presenting? Is the information that you've put here concise? Does it get to the point? And is it going to draw them down the page, however long or short that might be, to the call to action? And how you've both looked at this from a different perspective, but you've both analyzed it in a very similar manner, and you did it almost instantaneously. And if you can approach the, the content that you are creating yourself with the same analytical mind that you used on this one, you will be able to design content on your website that speaks directly to your market. So can the two of you now look at this um, a little more objectively and find valuable points that, that you can use in creating your own content? Absolutely. Okay. And, and that was my hope in using this as an example. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the thing that I, well, what, um, I just think that people, what I'm hearing, and I've got friends and their, their kids, and, you know, people are so much more visual these days, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the, my friend's 22-year-old, daughter who I'm great friends with um, you know whenever she she talks about anything it's always about a video it's always about something that she's seen you know and so few of them I've you know so so many times I've I've asked her if she's read an article or if she's you know if she what she does and what she reads and stuff and yeah they're just it's all it's just um, they're so much more visual now so and, and part of that is the age group that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. Instant gratification. It's got to yeah. be instantaneous. But, and, and that comes back to knowing your audience. Mm. You know, mm. who yeah, are that's they? that's not my market. market but, right. Yeah. Who are they and how do they take in their information? Now, yeah. I don't know if any of you guys were on the Mitch Axelrod training. Yeah, I but was. But he made a that I found to be very profound. And he said, he said, give it to me written or I won't consume it. He says, if you give it to me in a video or you give it to me in an audio, I won't listen and I won't watch it. He said, I don't even watch my own videos. Huh. But... Yeah, it's a different demographic, isn't it? I mean, he's he's the same as me, yes. I guess. You got I it. 
sorry, I was told a while back to do it in video and written. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and that is yeah. absolutely the best way to do it um, because you have, you have a, that's, I'm, you know what, I'm going to revise that statement. That's the best way to do it when you're unsure of how your market consumes their information. Okay, if you provide it written as well as video, then then you're really covering all of your va- your bases because even the video, um, in a lot of cases, can be downloaded as an MP3 audio file. It'll be really interesting too. Sorry to interrupt you, Signa, but just from Helen's point of view, you know, having a child that that this would be relevant to. Be interesting to see what your son what your son's comment is when he sees it, whether he reads it or whether he he, he doesn't. You know what, when I look at this, um, I would say because of the way that it's presented and because of the type of information that's included in here, I would say that Helen is the target market. Mm-hmm. Okay, I would say that not the not the child that's not suffering. The child. Oh, okay. No, okay. no, no. So this is either presented um, <laughs> to an adult mm-hmm. who needs an acne treatment, or it's presented to an adult, a parent um, who has a child that needs it. So that when I look at this, that's who I identify the market as. Interesting, because I'd probably just, like you say, I'd show it to my son, and if he wasn't interested, I would just take things out of it and say, next time he's going to squeeze a spot, hey, don't do this. So, yeah, it's interesting to say that thing. It's very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, for a child or even for somebody in their 20s, they're not going to read through this. They're not going to take the time to read through this. Um, they don't have the time. They don't have the motivation. Um, and generally, um, they do not want to put that much effort into getting their issue resolved. Mm. Whereas an adult um, in our age groups would be much more inclined to read through this if they themselves had an issue that needed to be addressed or if they wanted to find information share with um, you know, somebody who is younger than them. So how you present your material is, is just as important as what is in the material you're presenting. And knowing your market, again, do you recognize the value in, in knowing your market? Mm. Um, and there's also not, not only in knowing your market, but specifically identifying a market that you're going to be directing this at and knowing how they consume their information. So, so for somebody in their 20s or younger, this would be horrible. You know, you would want to do a video that probably had um, some demonstrations. You know, have you guys ever seen, and again, I can only talk about what I know from the U.S., but have you ever 
making the commercials for um, an acne treatment called Proactive. Yeah. Yes, yes, we're over here. Okay. No, no, don't watch okay, telly. Okay, you haven't, Deb? Okay. No. So for those of you who have watched it, that is definitely targeted at a younger market. Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm. Why do I say that? What is it about those advertisements that would lead me, or do you think would lead me to believe that it's targeted at a younger market? Because they have young people, teenagers, young people saying how much better their skin is. And they'll have people who are attractive young people showing kind of before and after. And they've got people like, um, they've got, what's his name, Justin Bieber, and they've got Katie um, Perry. So it's Mm -hmm. very much, you know, or they're kind of, I mean, my kids love Justin Bieber and um, Katie Perry. So it's very much, oh, she's had a problem. Also, she can identify with how I feel. So therefore, you know. Mm -hmm. They relate totally. Yeah. 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 And if you've seen the difference between their television advertising, which is um, very much, you know, it's video, it's it's um, actual people um, sharing their experiences with it, and then before and after pictures, that's how that younger audience wants their information. And if you've looked at their print advertising it's very basic it's a before and after picture of maybe one or two people and then you know it simply says proactive gave them these results it can give you these results as well and then the call to action is there and and usually it's to fill out a little form and mail it in to you know get your monthly to be on the monthly mailing of, you know, your proactive kit, um, or it has telephone number. So the information, the, the message is the same. The information is simply delivered in a different manner. So I want you guys to think about everything that we just talked about. And what does that make you think about your own offers has it brought anything up for you has it given you any um either a, a, an aha moment where you thought oh geez you know i should be doing blah 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 or did it make you step back and think huh what i'm doing probably is not going to be effective or has it made you think about who your target market is more than maybe you have before? What what has come up for you during this conversation? I will I will just think more about the content and about the um, you know the first picture I have on my website. Um, and I've always, yes, I've been away for a while, but it's the first three seconds somebody spends on your website or on your blog post are going to grab them or not grab them. So, yes, it's kind of made me more aware of, um, and also it's interesting because, you know, the discussion you just had, uh, how Deb didn't relate to this at all, whereas I did. And that's very much, you know, you've really got to, got to put yourself, um, would this catch my attention, you know? So, yes, very interesting. Excellent. Mm. Signa, this is Anne. Can you hear me? Oh, hey, Anne. Yeah, you. Hi. Hi, Anne. 
Yeah. Um, well, I this is really um, relevant stuff, and and what what it brings up for me uh, is where to put this call to action, and um, and uh, you know if it's at the end of a blog post or if it's and the sidebar, uh, something a little bit more powerful than just a um, lead capture form. And you, you know, it seems like the lead capture form is, um, uh, it doesn't seem to me to be a real strong call to action. It seems like there, it needs to be a little bit more tailored to my target market, but I'm not sure how to do that. Okay. All right. Well, and we're going to talk about that a little bit. So that's good. We'll get, we'll get into that in a minute. Great. Okay. Any other comments? No, it's all good. Okay. Good. All right. Um, yeah, you know, Ian, you, you brought up some great points and they happen to be the next, the next bullet point on my notes for tonight. So that's, that's great. So let's talk about where do you put the call to action? What is the best type to use? Is it, you know, like at the bottom of this particular page that we're looking at, it's simply a couple of lines that, um, you know, are bolded and larger than the rest of the, of the text on the page, and there's a, a link that um, if you guys are still on this, go down to the bottom of that page and click on the link that says subscribe today. Ian, did you have up, do you have up the web page or not? I do. Okay. Yep. So I'm looking for subscribe. Uh, oh, yeah. Way, okay. Yeah, yep. way down at the bottom. Oh, at the, okay. I'm looking at the red button. Is that what the one? It's not at the bottom, but. Uh, oh, no, it's blue. We're after the call for complete yes. ratings. Okay, yeah. Although, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Okay. So now this is not the greatest landing page in the world. Um, we actually have a better landing page that every single one of us has access to, um, and that would be our funnel page whether you choose to use um, the one with Brian and Rhonda's story or whether you choose to use a cubicle one. Obviously, those are geared towards biz op leads and not product leads. Mm -hmm. um, so we kind of have to address that as well. What are you going to do if you're, if you're specifically looking at, at product leads? Um, but for now, let's, let's talk about a couple of options. Regardless of where you put your call to action or whether it's a text link or a, um, a graphic link, your call to action will generally convert better if it brings them to a landing page that is, that is designed to convert them. Um, so for BizHop leads, you're almost always going to be better to take them from your personal website 
or your LPU blog right to that video capture page, one of them. Um, those video capture pages are done really, really well. Um, some of the best that I've seen in the industry. And, um, so you mean like the swans page or the one with they're looking up from the workstations? Yep. Okay. You got it. You don't so, think that they're done? You don't think we're done with the video thing now? You know? Do I think they're done with them? You know, well, yeah, do you think that it's still, they're still effective after 12 months? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. The only thing that I've heard about it is some people are put off that the video starts right away, that it, it's too brash. But I, I, uh, I, think it's, I think it's a pretty amazing site. I think it's uh, the story well, is um, compelling, the video, the whole thing. Yeah, from my, I, from my, my personal experience in marketing, um, those video capture pages are done exceptionally well. And I, I personally use them, and I wouldn't hesitate to use them for biz op leads. Mm -hmm. I definitely would not use them for product lead. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. so that's that's obviously something that we need to talk about. Um, but as far as biz op leads go, I. I don't know that at this point in your in your marketing experience you would be able to do anything better than those either one of those video funnel pages. Oh god no. No. You no on a on a limited budget. Right. Exactly. So so my recommendation is to use them. <laughs> use them. Um, and, and what happens is, now let's, let's talk about the, you know, the steps that we're doing here again. One is I'm making the assumption that you are producing valuable content on your own website or blog, whether that's your own personal blog or whether it's your LPU blog or, you know, your own personal business focused blog or whatever, doesn't matter. The, the assumption that I'm making is that you are building a following on your website or blog and that these individuals are getting to know you personally there as well as they are getting valuable information that they need and want and that relates to, um, relates to those needs and wants. And we talked about how to do that earlier in the webinar. So that's the number one assumption that I'm making. The, the number two assumption that I'm making is that your offer is, val is, is based on valuable information, that you are not trying to sell them a product or service. Instead, 
you're trying to help them resolve an issue. You're either educating them, you're informing them by giving them additional resources that are going to help them, or you're entertaining them around those specific issues that you know your target market has. And, and if you don't know what those issues are, then you need to target a market that's identical to you and you need to step back and look at the information on your website as if it's not your website, okay? As if it's a website that you've just come across and it's, you know, supposed to be addressing the information that you personally want and need. Okay, so that's the second assumption that I'm making. Now, the third assumption is, is that you have Yeah, you there? Have we lost Signal? Signal. Oh, I don't hear her either. Oh dear. Hmm. Oh. What was she saying? What was she? I wonder what she was about to say. That was it. Can somebody um, call her? Where is she? Sig. Oh, she's gone offline. She's offline. She's not on Skype. Right. I'm wondering if. Uh, if. Uh... Well, maybe that's her coming back. Hopefully. No, but I might by telephone. Signa? Okay, you? I'm there back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it takes forever to dial back in. Um, okay, where did you guys lose me? Um, you were just talking about uh, a web uh, going to a website like our our target targeting. Um, okay, so going to your own website as if. As as you're as if you're a new person, a new okay. viewer, and and um. Okay. Yeah. So going to your own website as if you are going, as if you're approaching somebody else's website. So as if you are your target market, because technically you are. And looking at your website from. Um, a very uh, disconnected, unemotional position and analyzing it as if it's not your website, as if it's somebody else's. Um, that's really difficult to do, but it's a very important skill for you to be able to develop because we become very emotionally attached to the information that we're producing, um, and we are not, um, we don't look at it from the perspective of our audience. And so we don't recognize where it needs to be revised, revamped, rewritten, um, refocused, represented. Um, you know, all those things that like you guys did when you looked at this, um, 
Consumer Reports page, it was very easy for you to look at that and analyze it. It's not so easy to look at your own information and analyze it like that, but you need to be able to do it. Um, so, so the second assumption that I'm making is that you are effectively providing information that does speak to your target market, that does answer a need that they have, and that is presented in the way that they consume their information. So I'm making the assumption that you're not making a sales pitch because a sales pitch is not going to get them to take action on your call to action, regardless of whether it's given to them as a link or a sign-up form or uh, you know, a graphic to click on. If, if you're not already creating effective content, then your call to action is not going to be effective. And, and basically that means you're not going to be converting anybody. So everything that we talked about up to tonight is a critical step in the process of converting people, you know, of getting prospects, of building your list, and of converting people to clients or customers. And it's critical to getting them to take the next step, which is what we're talking about tonight. What is the next step? Well, if it's a biz hop lead, the next step is to click through to your funnel page. Which, whichever one you prefer to use. Now I'm using them both, and I'm doing um, I'm doing a split test. So I have a graphic that when they click on it, half the time it takes them to the Rhonda and Brian story, and half the time it takes them to the cubicle. Now I haven't analyzed how well either one of those are doing, you know, versus the other yet, but that will be the next step. But for you guys, um, if you don't know how to do that and you want to be able to do that, um, you need to get on to some of the, the training calls that, are, or that um, Jamie and Ron are doing because they get into that information, how to, how to use your mirror image um, system to design something like that. And it's really easy once you know how to do it. But the other option is um, you, can, you can ask them to um, fill out uh, an opt-in form, like what Ann was talking about. Um, and generally, that is not all that unless they know they're going to get something. Are they going to get a download? Are they going to get an audio series? Are they going to get something in the email? And it's, you know, it's unfortunate, but, but the reality of the situation is if you're not giving 
asking them something, if you're not giving them more valuable information, they're not going to opt in. And that is why those, those tunnel pages are great. Now, if you're um, dealing with people who are interested in the products, now that we have um, a link that we can use that you know, tracks people going from our own personal websites to the brand new um, Life Pets Unlimited website, you can now do the same thing. You can direct people back to a specific product page, okay, whatever relates to the product that you're offering, um, uh, you know, send them back to the, you know, the discovery page, the discovery program page, or send them to the breakthrough page. Or if all you want to do is begin building your list, um, send them to uh, the page that lets them sign up for the, the Life Path Unlimited newsletter. Okay, but that's, that's what those resources are there for. That, you know, that was part of what you, you got in your investment when you joined Life Path Unlimited, and that's those marketing resources. So use Use your blog and use your website or your Squidoo pages as a means of building your relationship with these individuals and providing them with information that is valuable and, it, and that is directed specifically to their needs and then redirect them with your call to action to one of the other websites where they can you know, register or sign up. Now that's not to say that's not to say that in the future you don't want to um, build all of that into your own website so that you're not redirecting them to another website. But right now, you guys should have one main focus, and that is learning how to create valuable content, learning how to promote that content, learning how to engage with your audience, and learning how to make a valuable offer and get them to take action on a call to action. If you can do those four things, when they go to your funnel page or when they go to the Life Path Unlimited page, they will be much more inclined to um, fill out the opt-in form. And that is what gives you leads. But if they don't already have that relationship with you, if they have not already found information that's valuable and important to them on your blog or website, then even if they do click through and go to one of the, you know, the Life Path Unlimited conversion pages, they're, they're going to be a lot less likely to convert. Now, 
another thing to keep in mind, they will be more likely to convert on one of the Life Path Unlimited conversion pages than they will be on your website or blog. Um, and that is because right now, most of us have not designed our blogs and our websites in a way that generates good conversions. And you will do that eventually in your marketing activities, but you're not there. And I wouldn't even worry about it. I'm not even worrying about it. Um, you have some resources and some tools that are incredibly powerful. Take advantage of them. And the way you're going to take advantage of them is by redirecting the people who come to your blog or your website to those resources. That, okay, oh my gosh, I can't believe how long we've already gone. Okay, guys, go to my Life Path Unlimited blog. Okay, so that's lifepathunlimitedbusiness.com. And the very first, the, the most recent blog post on there, I want you to open it. It's called, It's All in Your Mind, How Thoughts Create Reality. This is, I, you know what, I, I just kind of threw this together today because I wanted to give you guys an example of what we were talking about. It's way too long. So the, that's, that's the first caveat here. It's way too long. It, it needs to be cut back dramatically. But, um, and it doesn't have any images in it yet because I, I just didn't have enough time to, to do that. Um, and the call to action at the bottom is a telephone number, and I would prefer that it actually be a link um, to a sign-up form, to a landing page. But take a look at this, because this is an offer. And it's, it's not, when you think of making an offer, this is probably not what you think of. Okay, just like that page on consumer reports about acne treatments was probably not what you think of when you think of making an offer. But what is an offer? An offer is the next step after you've provided good information, after you've convinced somebody that you know what you're talking about, after you've proven to them that you actually do have some of the answers that they're looking for, an offer is simply to get more information. And they can do that either by signing up or clicking on a link to a landing page where they can sign up or by giving you a telephone call, but usually that offer also includes additional information. In my case on the page here, if you buzz down to the bottom, I'm offering a free consultation. That's the offer. But that is really the only place on this entire 
entire page where I'm actually making a solicitation. Everything else on this page was just good, valuable information, hopefully. Again, this is not the greatest um, example because I didn't, I didn't have enough time today to put it together the way I wanted to. But it's an okay example. Um, and what it does is drives home the point that you're not selling the products. You're not selling the business. You're in the business of providing solutions and answers and information and resources and then offering to help them get more information. Right now in this, in, in this page of online marketing and in this page of social media marketing, where we are today, um, as, a, as a culture and as a world, um, this is the most effective type of offer you can make. Now it could be a hell of a lot shorter. It could be a lot more, <laughs> a lot more targeted. But, but this gets to the point that, again, what you're providing is information, not a product. And if they like the information that you've provided, then they are much more inclined to listen to a product offer. So when it comes to making your offer, creating value in your offer is just as important, and it's done almost in exactly the same way as creating value in your content. And then you're directing them to take an action, whatever that action might be. And I would recommend that you try a number of different things. You can ask them to give you a phone call. You can ask them to fill out an opt-in form. You can redirect them to one of your funnel pages. Or you can redirect them to a page on the LifePath Unlimited website. Where are you putting these call to actions? You're going to put them either at the beginning, the middle, or the end of your content, your offer, and you, it would be a good idea to also have a call to action um, in the, uh, like in the right hand or the left hand column of your, of your website. So either, either in the form of an opt-in form there or a link that they can click on to go to wherever it is that you're, you're going to send them to opt-in. And there's, there's a learning curve here because your audience, whoever your target market is, is going to want this call to action in a specific way. And unless you're trying a bunch of different ways, you're never going to know what the preferred way is. So try a number of different things and start to, you know, to analyze it and pinpoint what it is that they want and then give them more of it.
So we're already over our hour, but what I want to give you guys the opportunity to do now is come out and ask questions or make some comments. Um, but let's just open it up. I'm, I, I have plenty of time tonight. I don't have to be anywhere. So for those of you who would like to hang around and have a discussion, um, I'm going to go ahead and invite you to do that now. The first thing that I'm going to do, however, is I'm going to turn off the recording. So give me one second. <laughs> 